It's a continuous attack of civilian areas, civilian facilities, hospitals, ambulances, health centers, places of worship, and residential areas. There's always continuous movement of, patient, of, of people who are traumatized, who are living in absolute fear, moving from one region to another, looking for safer, in inverted commas, pastures inside Syria. There are no safe areas inside Syria. And people then have to move across borders within neighboring countries and then try to get to Europe. You can see from the desperation how many of them take to boats, how many of them drown because of the boats, how, how they get stopped at the borders. So many of them are beaten by border police in different countries. Now the second new hospital by the gift of the givers. How many people plus minus are in need of urgent medical attention and what capacity will this new hospital accommodate? The new hospital will augment the first hospital. The first hospital, I mean, to answer your question about urgent care, we've already seen 300,000 patients in two years and eight months. And with each month, the patient counts multiplies. You know, it's almost at 15,000 patients per month now, starting mm. off from two to 3,000 initially. The second hospital serves two purposes. One is because it's closer to the Turkish border, but inside Syria, it's a, it's a protection, well, again, relative protection for the medical teams, the equipment, and the patients. We could move them to that hospital if needs be. We had to evacuate the hospital on two or three occasions already. Secondly, it will help us take the burden of the first hospital because there's just too many patients, you know. And, and the problem is that in North Syria, almost every hospital has been destroyed. What sort of challenges does medical health care facilities in affected Syria face? Not to be bombed. That's the first challenge because most of them have been destroyed. So to survive not being bombed, that's the biggest challenge. Fortunately for us, our hospital is between two mountains, although that hasn't stopped the regime from trying to bomb it several times. In fact, the street in which the hospital is kept was totally flattened a few months ago, and one of our health workers died in that attack. But that's the first challenge. The second is how to move injured patients, because it may be only four or five kilometers, but if bombs are falling on the road, it's like 500 kilometers. That's how difficult it is. How could communities play an active role in helping save lives in war-torn Syria? There's only one way at this moment of time, you know, financial contributions, because those same contributions in two years and eight months have helped us save thousands of lives and bring some kind of relief in terms of food, shelter, blankets, baby milk powder to patients and people inside Syria. Cash contributions would be the best to support those people. And for that, you can call 0800-786-911 or visit www.giftofthegivers.org.